welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. All right. Well, good morning. Um, we're up to the, the last day of the, uh, of the retreat, and, and this morning we're going to uh, uh, talk about uh, Step 12, um, that we will uh, take a break in here. Uh, but this this uh, this step has an entire chapter devoted to it. Um, <clears throat> the uh, the first step, interestingly enough, has uh, has uh, uh, three uh, to three and a half chapters uh, devoted to it. <clears throat> um, uh, the doctor's opinion, half of Bill's story, and chapters uh, two and three. So. <clears throat> If you're keeping score, step one is the one that gets the uh, uh, the the most ink. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going to start with the white book. Um, um, uh, there, there's a good uh, coverage of the twelve and twelve, but um, uh, something. Uh, it's on page one forty-five. It's a short little paragraph. It says, "Life gives birth to life. We want others to recover." Another paradox in the spiritual realm is that if we don't give it away, we can't keep it. We learn to practice becoming open to the needs of others, being generous with ourselves. And then over on the uh, uh, next page, 146, we discovered that unless we found what our lust was trying so unsuccessfully to fill, we were not going to make it. Either we fill the vacuum with the real thing, or we had nothing but the negative. Healing for us is incomplete without the positive sobriety of healed relations with others. And um, um, uh, the the step step twelve uh, suggests that having had a uh, spiritual awakening <coughs> as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs and uh, these principles would be the principles of love um, I'm going to uh, go over to the, uh, the 12 and 12 now uh, on page uh, 106 <clears throat> the joy of living is the theme of AA's 12th step I want to repeat that the joy of living is the theme of AA's 12th step and action is its key word. Here we turn outward toward our fellow sexaholics who are still in distress. Here we experience the kind of giving that asks no rewards. Here we begin to practice all 12 steps of the program in our daily lives so that we and those about us may find emotional sobriety. When the 12th step is seen in its full implication, it is really talking about the kind of love that has no price tag on it. Our 12th step also says that as a result of all the steps, we have found something called a spiritual awakening. When a man or woman has a spiritual awakening, the most important meaning of it is that he is now able to do, feel, and believe that which he could not do before on his unaided strength and resources alone. He has been granted a gift which amounts to a new state of consciousness and being. He has been set on a path which tells him he is really going somewhere, that life is not a dead end, not something to be endured or mastered. In a very real sense, he has been transformed because he has laid hold of a source of strength which, in one way or another, had hitherto denied himself. He finds himself in possession of a degree of honesty, tolerance, unselfishness, peace of mind, and love, of which he had thought himself quite incapable. 
what he has received as a free gift, and yet usually, at least in some small part, he has made himself ready to receive it. Um, and and the way I view that making myself ready to receive it is that uh, when I when I start off filled with uh, selfishness, self-centeredness, fear, resentment, shame, guilt, remorse, it's there's just not a lot of room in, inside for the the grace of God. But as I go through the process of the steps. And, and, and gradually empty myself of all this negativity uh, and, and start practicing uh, the disciplines of uh, uh, self-examination, prayer, and meditation, then I, I, am, um, I am filled more and more with the, uh, the, the, the grace and power of, uh, of, of God. And and I like the tr- the the word they used in there of, of transformed. Um, I I did not change myself. I was changed. I was transformed, and that was the result of a process uh, that uh, that. Uh, a group of of uh, people who had recovered from this hopeless condition of mind and body shared with me. I I simply took actions which I frankly did not believe were going to work for me, uh, and uh, and f- found myself at some point uh, having having been transformed to where I was no longer terrified. Suicidal um, or or doubtful of the the uh, the power of this program, and then I began acting, if you will, more uh, more enthusiastically. Uh, it seemed like it, like instead of it being being a program, it, it had become become my program. And I want to go back on, on to page 17 very briefly. Uh, uh, it talks about the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. And one day I realized that I absolutely agreed with, with the uh, other uh, people in recovery and that I was going to join them in brotherly and harmonious action in the practice of this common solution, part of which is to carry the message to the still-suffering sexaholic alcoholic. Uh, so so uh, that's that 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 has been that was my experience and so now we here we are up to uh, uh, to uh, Chapter 7, Working with Others, which begins on page 89 of the big book. And I want to make, make one point because, because uh, uh, if you've been, been, been reading this book, um, it, it, it makes the point that what, what, what follows starting on page 89 uh, is a continuation of the process um, uh, that has been described in the previous 88 uh, pages, um, uh, right as they complete the description of step 11, of uh, we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. The very next sentence is, but this is not all. There is action and more action. Faith without works is dead. The next chapter is devoted uh, is entirely devoted to step 12. Uh, so the point is that that step twelve needs to follow the previous eleven steps. Um, uh, taking step one and jumping to step twelve is 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 not uh, the the program of uh, of recovery. Having done the previous uh, eleven steps, however. Uh, practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity 
from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. It works when other activities fail. This is our 12th suggestion. Carry this message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Remember, they are very ill. And if we consider uh, consider this for our fellowship, uh, that is my experience that uh, working with other sexaholics is, is a great way for me uh, to guarantee uh, my uh, continued recovery. And uh, we, we just discussed earlier that, uh, that we really and truly have, have confidence in people who have uh, uh, not only uh, suffered from the same uh, uh, malady of sexaholism uh, and, and found a, uh, a solution, uh, but being in a, a fellowship of others in recovery. Uh, gives us a strength that we probably would not have on our own. And again, from the White Book, uh, we read uh, the solution at the start of a lot of our meetings, and it says very clearly what the fellowship is for. It says the fellowship gave us uh, uh, strength and monitoring, a safe place where we would finally face ourselves. doesn't say that the fellowship uh, solved our problems for us, that the fellowship... Um, uh, made the desire to, to lust go away. It simply says that it gives us a safe place where we can work the steps, where we can have our own spiritual experience. Uh, and, and, and then it's a, a safe place where we can um, uh, bring other uh, fellow sufferers, newcomers, uh, so that they can have the same uh, 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 safety and support as they go through their work to have their spiritual experience. And remember that, that they, like ourselves, are very ill. Okay? Uh, just just to be clear, did anybody come to their first day SA meeting on a winning streak? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Life will take on new... These are the 12-step or some of the 12-step promises. Life will take on new meaning. To watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. Um, let me think. i got to conjugate this right. Okay. Um, Tim is a sponsee of John, who's a sponsee of Steve's, who's a sponsee of mine. So I'm at a a, a conference uh, one day, and uh, they've got they've got this lineup of of speakers uh, from from around the country, just absolutely awesome. This is an AA uh, speakers roundup thing. It's it's just an awesome time. Um, the people with with with. Uh, well, the the, the 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 newcomer on the panel probably only had thirty five years of sobriety, but it went up to fifty five or something like that. Anyway, uh, so and and these people are are really they're 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 on fire. They're man, they're really carrying the message. And uh, and and between breaks, I go I go back to the the room in the uh, hotel and. Here's Tim sitting with this new guy who uh, who had who has uh, tears running down his 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 face, and uh, and Tim's got the they they got their books open and Tim's talking to him about uh, <clears throat> uh, you know so are you know something the offense so uh, uh, of the effect so are you convinced that 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 you're not going to be able to do this and you're going to have to have God's help. I mean, I'm just stepping in grabbing a, a fruit, using the bathroom, and I'm out. I'd, Tim, Tim, they, they looked up, said hello, but they didn't stop what they were doing, okay? And, uh, and so, so, you know, and so I walk out of there just, you know, just feeling, you know, almost a foot off because, because see, um, um, 
when 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 Steve first showed up at SA, uh, he was in the process of uh, of going to court to be convicted of of offense so that he could be placed on the registry. All right, and um, <clears throat> he'd lost his his marriage, his uh, his profession, and and his life was over. Except except that. He was. He started coming to meetings, and he got himself a sponsor, who 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 believes in this book every but bit as much as I do, and took him through the work. Steve had the spiritual uh, 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 awakening, and then he passed it on to John, who passed it on to Tim. Uh, 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 Steve is now my my sponsor, but I got to watch. I, I got to watch when when. Uh, when John and, and and Tim first came in, and wasn't really that you know the smart money wasn't going to be betting on them, but um, but they 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 both uh, each each one of them in turn uh, decided that that they were willing to take certain steps. They wanted what we had and were willing to go any lengths, and they were ready to take certain steps. And now it's getting passed on to this fella. Uh, who lives somewhere down in in northern Mississippi or or Memphis area? I'm not sure exactly, um, and and it just it just continues. And probably uh, by the time we have the convention in July, this guy will have uh, completed uh, his his inventory and be have been working on his amends and likely have some sponsees of his own. That's pretty pretty powerful. Okay, to watch. Uh, to to uh, to uh, watch people recover and see them help others, and to see a fellowship grow up about us, to have a host of friends—that's an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with the, with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. Um, and uh, and every one of those promises. I, I have 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 uh, had the opportunity to witness, um, and 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 so we have really and truly we've tapped into a new source of power, and uh, and we we have the opportunity as the eleventh step prayer suggests to be a channel of that power to bring that power to other people. Um, there's a uh, there there's a parable that I heard and and I had had never considered it, but um, uh, the Jordan River starts in in the uh, the mountains of Lebanon and flows down um, uh, through uh, uh, Israel and Galilee and uh, forms the Sea of Galilee and and water from the Sea of Galilee continues to flow south uh, uh, through the River uh, Jordan to another body of water that called the Dead Sea. And from there, the water stays. It doesn't flow out. The Sea of Galilee receives and gives, and it's filled with life. The Dead Sea receives and holds on and has nothing. Um, now, the next, the next uh, paragraph uh, uh, suggests perhaps you are not acquainted with any drinkers who want to recover. You can easily find some by asking a few doctors, minister, ministers, priests, or hospitals. As your fellowship grows... Um, you you may decide that that you want to form a committee, uh, and and these these committees have different names for di- in different areas. Um, uh, cooperation with the professional community CPC, H and I hospitals and institutions. There's there's but whatever what it doesn't matter what name you give it. Uh, finding finding. Uh, the opportunity to reach out to people in the helping professions who are dealing with 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 people like us um, and are pretty much at their wits' end 
uh, because, you know, sexaholics just won't do what you suggest they should do in therapy. Okay. And, 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 and that, that presupposes that they'll even tell you the truth about what's going on in therapy. Uh, so, uh, um, and did that for 10 months and, 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 and again, um, um, the, the right now in certainly in my area, and I'm guessing it's not that different up here. Um, there are, there are, are, um, priests, ministers, clergymen who have, who have people in their congregations who are, who, whose lives are being destroyed by, uh, quote unquote, internet pornography. Um, and, and, um, and if you make a proper approach to these individuals of, uh, we, you know, that we have found a, uh, a solution for the problem of lust, and and see, clergymen are 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 really open to the idea that we're dealing with lust, you know, um, uh, and 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 just say, you know, if if you have any of your uh, congregation uh, that that you think might might benefit, would we'll, would be happy to hear from you, be happy to help, uh, and again. Uh, uh, how you know how much time and how how many people do you have? Do you have people who can actually make phone calls? Phone calls are a lot more personal than a mass mailing. And on the other hand, a mass mailing actually gives the individual something they can put in their files for when they need it. But but however you decide to do it. Um, uh, but this is a, this again. This is this is is uh, is is carrying the message. And remember, our primary purpose is. To carry the message, um, and I, I can assure you um, that when the general delegate assembly meets and somebody says, "I think we should do this," I think we should do a, you know, should put this up on on the website. I think we should publish this or whatever. The the question that that always comes up is, how does this how does this relate to our primary purpose of carrying the message of recovery to the still suffering sexaholic? And uh, and if it if it if it fits, then it, it it will go on the list for prioritization. And if it doesn't, um, then uh, then very likely it won't go very far. Uh, then it goes on uh, to, uh, uh, to to talk about don't start out as an evangelist or reformer, um, and uh, and and. You know, make, goes on and makes the comment that ministers and doctors are competent, and you can learn much from them if you wish. But it happens that because of your own uh, experience, you can be uniquely useful to other sexaholics. So cooperate, never criticize. I don't know. Maybe you guys might want to uh, underline that in the book, so that when no, I mean, I mean, uh, truly, because uh, every so often. Um, uh, in in some of in some of my meetings, we we have individuals uh, that that after we we usually like to wait till after the meeting because uh, there's no reason to humiliate somebody in front of the entire group, uh, but just just drag them aside and look say look here's one of the principles of our program um, of cooperation not crit, uh, criticizing and and we appreciate if you would uh, observe that and. Uh, and if they want to persist, that's that's when I'll that's when I'll uh, follow them in the meeting and read out of the big book and say, uh, and this is the, and, and and then I'll, I'll end it with something. So this is the principle of our program of recovery. I don't know what uh, the uh, 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 criticizing uh, has to do with with recovery. And now I've got now I've just now I've just upset somebody, but that's okay because if he's if he works the steps. Uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll be on his fourth step, and he and his sponsor will work through it. If he doesn't work the steps, he's not going to be around long anyway. So it's a it, if you if you think about it, it it's it it really is it's a self cleansing process. Okay, so uh, so then it talks about making a twelve step call. Now we rarely uh, get the opportunity anymore. What with uh, treatment centers and and so forth. 
um, to to go out and 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 meet somebody who's never been. But but uh, uh, it may very well be that that if you are are, are if you are known as a a uh, recovered person uh, in your in your church or in your professional community or whatever, you may be asked uh, to, 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 to go out and, and talk with, uh, with someone. Uh, and, and, uh, and it says, uh, find out all you can. If he does not want to stop, don't waste time trying to persuade him. You may spoil a later opportunity. Um, um, if there's any, any indication he wants to stop, have a good talk with the person most interested in him. And it says usually his wife, but it may be someone else. Get an idea of, of him. Okay. And, and what you're trying to do is the, the, the last sentence of that paragraph, uh, you need this information to put yourself in his place to see how you would like him to approach you if the tables were turned. See, this is now we're talking about being empathetic and considerate of other people. Um, Without the transformation of the process of the preceding 11 steps, which one of you, when you walked in here, was capable of empathy and consideration for someone else? For the record, no, hand, no, no hands went up. This, this, this is why it is so critical that, 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 you know, as it says back in the beginning of the book, um, that 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 um, that if you're properly armed with the facts about yourself, you can do great things. But until you've reached that understanding, little can be accomplished. Okay, this is why two-stepping is so very dangerous. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit uh, about about uh, about how about when you can start helping others. But but we're right now we're talking about about this uh, about carrying the message. Um, sometimes, uh, it, it, it's let him go on a binge and catch him when he's, when he's feeling really bad. Okay. Then let someone ask him. Now look at what it says, uh, here. Ask him if he wants to quit for good and if he would go to any extreme to do so. Don't ask him if he wants to quit just for today. Don't ask him if he wants to quit one day at a time. Ask him if he wants to quit for good. What do you think they meant by that? Okay. Now, how does this square with some of the crap you've heard in meetings? Okay. You know, I'm sober just for today. Okay. (laughs) Good luck with that. You know, but if you, if you want to quit for good, if he says yes, Look at what this says. If he says yes, then his attention should be drawn to you as a person who has recovered. How powerful is it to say, I want to introduce you to someone who has recovered from from the condition in which you find yourself rather than someone who is recovering from. Okay? The question is, how... Do you do you want to, do you do you want to give this fellowship and this program, which I, I can't speak for you, but for me, this program and, and and this fellowship has saved and transformed my life. Do I want to offer my best, or do I want to offer enough so that you guys will stay off my back about what are you doing to help? The question is, and and remember the principle, whatever I put out is what I get back. So I can put out good enough or I can put out my very best. But when I put out my very best, I do not get my very best back. I get back God's very best. There's a a mind-blowing proposition, huh? Okay. If he says yes, in other words, he wants to quit for good, and 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 he and 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 he's willing to go to any extreme to do so, uh, then then you should be described to him as one of a fellowship who, as part of their own recovery, try to help others and who will be glad to talk to him if he cares to see you. So so if the family, because because we don't we don't 
we, you know, we don't go kicking down the doors and saying, I hear that you're a pervert and I've got the solution for you. Uh, usually, usually, you know, and, and it, it may, it may very well be that, 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 uh, you know, and I don't, I don't care what motivation, or I'm, I don't care how the, in one sense, how the the employer or the, uh, or or the uh, the the spouse or whoever the interested person is, who 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 makes the introduction, um, says, you know, may may make the comment, uh, you know, this is this is this is who this person is, this, but this is the description you want to have, and and it may be that that it may be that if uh, if you're not going to do this, then you need to empty out your desk and leave today. Or if you're not going to do this, I'll have all of your clothes packed up and sitting on the front porch when you get back. Okay, but but the question, the the point is, how do you want to be described? If he does not want to see you, never force yourself upon him. And neither should the family hysterically plead with him. Or you know, so that so the point is, and and that hysterical pleading is 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 pretty useless. But consequences. Are powerful, okay, and um, and and my 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 father used to to uh, to, to work in in the field of uh, alcohol and drug addiction. The most effective uh, the most effective uh, uh, intervention that he described was was when he had uh, the uh, the the alcoholic addict. Uh, the uh, uh, the the person the human resources uh, director from his uh, company, which happened to be the Ford Glass Plant Company in in Nashville, the wife, um, the uh, and, and the clergyman, all in the same room, and they made this guy an offer he could not refuse. <laughs> okay. Uh, Usually, the family should not try to tell your story, and the best way to uh, to to do that is uh, is is don't don't tell them a lot of your story, except that I've recovered from this hopeless condition. I you know. Okay, uh, when possible, avoid meeting man through his family. Uh, approach through a doctor or an institution is a better bet. But 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 notice it says it's a better bet. But but you, you it's kind of like we take them as we get them. Um, uh, uh, it talks about if you if you if you need uh, hospitalization, uh, he should have it. And and again, let the doctor um, uh, make make these decisions. You know, uh, um, I I I am not trained as a psychotherapist, psychiatrist, um, and and so my opinion on whether you know, on, on whether a guy needs detox. I'm not the guy to make that call. Okay, fortunately, there are some some uh, psychiatrists and other uh, you know addiction specialists and so forth who are qualified to make that call. So I'll I think I'll let them. You know, um, and then it talks about uh, that once the guy is 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 stable, um, uh, then then it's time for you, for you to have the uh, uh, the first discussion. Uh, and and notice uh, I'm on page 91. Notice at the end of this uh, second paragraph, it says, "Call on him while he is still jittery. He may be more receptive when depressed." Okay. When you first showed up, when you showed up at your your first essay meeting, um, were 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 you pretty much out of ideas? Were were you willing to to listen to what somebody else who had solved the problem had to say? And and again, we've we've heard over the course of the weekend about some people who show up and they still have their own plan. And 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 I don't. I try not to argue with those people. In fact, I encourage them. Well, you know, if you think that might work, give it a try and let me know how it goes for you. You know, um, and when they come back with one more, uh, you know, one more uh, burn, um, then say, how about now? Are do you think this might be the because people I often I haven't heard it so much in essay but I've heard it in AA that that when I showed up here this was the last house on the block if if I, if if this didn't work for me I knew I was going to die okay 
see see the person alone if possible, okay, and uh, uh, and tell him enough about your uh, lusting habits, symptoms, and experiences to encourage him to speak of himself, okay. If you're making a call on someone who is who is is still employed and uh, and 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 perhaps has a, still has his family then then you don't need to tell him about losing your job being kicked out on the house living on the streets and eating out of dumpsters okay because that's not helping him identify that's helping him decide why you're different from him and he doesn't need to do what you needed to do but if you'll talk to him about the about your powerlessness, which you've got examples of from your first step, <clears throat> some of the consequences you've you've experienced, especially the the spiritual and emotional consequences, the the damaged relationships, um, then then most all of us are going to identify with that, and and you don't you don't need to make this a, a ninety minute monologue. You tell him enough about yourself to encourage him to speak to, of himself. And, and this is a great outline for the newcomers meetings. How many of you have been to a newcomers meeting? Let's say it's one hour and, 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 and 55 minutes of it are spent with people telling their war stories. And, and the newcomer is just filled with all these questions and fears and all this other stuff that he wants to share. But, oh, we've got to go back and, uh, and, and join to close the meeting. Keep coming back, and we'll talk at you some more next week. Oh, I'm excited about this. I can, I can see how this is going to work. Uh, <clears throat> so make sure that he has time. If he wishes to talk, let him do so. You will get a better idea about how to proceed. If he's not communicative, give him a sketch of your drinking uh, career up to the time that 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 you quit. In other words, if he doesn't want to talk, now you can talk a little bit more about your drinking, uh, but say nothing for the moment of how uh, of of how the quitting was accomplished. Um, if he's in a serious mood, you can dwell on the troubles that liquor caused. If the mood is light, tell them some humorous stories of your escapades. We all have, in in spite of the tragedy of our disease, we all have some of some ridiculous stories of trying to put whiskey in milk. Okay, of 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 trying to 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 continue our habit of jaywalking without getting run over again. Okay, we have silly stories. We can share a little bit of that. Uh, get him to to tell some of his. That's notice. Now they told you this twice, and 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 again because of our our the brain damage caused by our disease, we managed to miss this twice. It said you're trying. You're not trying to overwhelm the newcomer. With, with war stories or facts, you're trying to get the newcomer to talk about himself. And, and, and making sure there's time for that uh, is, is, uh, is very important. When he sees you know all about the drinking game, commence to describe yourself as an alcoholic. So once he understands that you know about lust, the powerlessness of lust, and uh, and and the consequences, then you can start talk, uh, talking about I'm a sexaholic. Because he may say, "What does that mean?" And it's important that you that you know from the literature what is a sexaholic, <clears throat> and what is sexual sobriety. It's laid out there in a couple of paragraphs, okay? Okay. Uh, tell him how baffled you were, how you finally learned that you were sick, and uh, give an account of the struggles you made to stop. And, and, and let me tell you, everybody in here has some, 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 uh, some accounts of trying to stop and the heartbreak you experienced when, when, you, when you failed yet again.
Okay, this is what this is what we're sharing, showing the mental twist that that led to the uh, first drink. Um, if he's a sexaholic, he will understand you at once. He will match your mental inconsistencies with some of his own. Have you ever uh, done something like that? Have you ever felt that way? See, these are questions that will get the newcomer drawn out. Okay? Now, how can you, if, if, if that's what you're doing, how can you have a newcomer's meeting without crosstalk? Okay? Again, before 1970, nobody in AA was concerned about crosstalk. Where did this crosstalk come from? Group therapy. Group therapy where? Treatment centers. Oh, okay. I'm not knocking treatment centers. They're great. The problem is when people come out of treatment centers and think that 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 that, that what they experience in treatment centers is is SA. Okay. <clears throat> and the shame for us is that we let them do that. Okay, we let them define what our essay meetings uh, were going to be. If you are satisfied that he is a real sexaholic, begin to dwell on the hopeless feature of the malady. What what is the hopeless feature of the malady? Can't stop without Okay, one is that that we can't stay stopped. What's the other half of it? Keeps getting worse. Progression, but what's there's there's only two questions that I need to qualify somebody. When you when you try to stop, can you stay stopped? And the answer is no. And once you start, do you have any control over the amount you take? Do you have the allergy manifested as craving? That's the hopelessness. Okay, and 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 ask him that. Ask him, do you have the experience that when you want to stop, you can't stay stopped, which we talked about up in the previous paragraph. And then you ask him, once you start, do you have the experience that that once you get started, you want more and more? You're dwelling on the hopeless. Uh, do you realize that we that our that we're wired different? That we have a uh, uh, an abnormal reaction, so that when when we start lusting. It, it we develop the phenomenon of craving. What's craving? You describe it a little bit. Oh yeah, I got that. See, you're not tell, don't don't tell them. I think you're a sexaholic. Tell them what a sexaholic is, and then describe it a little bit and ask him. Does that sound like you? Because once uh, I remember remember when uh, last time when we were going through, and and for some of you, you heard uh, the doctor's opinion for the first time about the phenomenon of craving. And suddenly you realize, son of a bitch, that's what happens to me. Okay? And I didn't have to tell you that you were a sexaholic. Once I described to you what this means, it's kind of like you diagnose yourself. Because the only other question, once I describe that, you say, oh, that happens to me. Doesn't happen every time, but it happens often enough that it really messes things up. Well, okay, then why don't you just quit? Well, I've tried that and I can't. Oh, okay. You're in, pal. <laughs> All right. Now, it goes on to talk about uh, 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 in the middle, and be careful not to brand him as an alcoholic. Let him draw his own conclusion. I can't emphasize the importance of that. If he sticks to the idea that he can still control his drinking, tell him that possibly he can if he is not too uh, sexaholic would insist that if he is severely afflicted, there may be little chance he can recover by himself. And and again, see, I don't, I, I, uh, and and the sad part is, uh, I've got a I've got a high school buddy who um, needs a liver transplant, and I uh, I I took him to. Uh, with, uh, this has been within the last few months took him to a few uh, AA meetings but he he'd, he'd been to treatment and he didn't like the way that the AA meetings were being run and uh, he couldn't persuade uh, the the groups to change their meetings uh, to what he thought they should be so he stopped coming and I think you know I haven't talked uh, I called him a few times he won't answer my calls and, I, and I'll be honest I don't know if he's still alive okay 
Um, but 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 that's all I can do is 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 explain and then and you can let them know you know I don't think this is going to have a happy ending but you can't force anybody and and um, but but hopefully the way that I left it is that if he decides if he if he gets another chance and decides that he wants to take it I have not I have not treated him in such a way that he would that that he he won't call me all right. That's that's I think what the Alanons uh, and Essenons refer to as detachment with love. Continue to speak of sexaholism and illness, a fatal malady. Okay, um, is there anybody in here who has a problem with describing this disease as fatal? Okay, okay, all right, because 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 you know, um, uh, you know. A lot of people think that alcoholism kills people by liver failure and bleeding and all this other stuff, but it also kills people by uh, by by death in a uh, in an automobile accident, suicide. Um, if you're a nasty drunk, some sometimes somebody thinks you need killing, and so so they they do it. Uh, so so and and on and the cause of death may or may not show alcoholism on on it. But but that's just one of the many ways that that alcohol can kill, and with sexaholism, you know, um, they're, they're again same same sort of thing. Uh, if you're masturbating while you're driving and and have a fatal accident, you're you're the it, the the bridge abutment kills you, but your your sexaholism caused the collision that killed you, and and on it goes. So I, I again, I think that's so important that we. Uh, that we'd be willing to, to call it what it is. Uh, talk about the conditions of body and mind which accompany it. Okay, uh, pop quiz. What's the condition of of uh, of uh, of the body that that goes with uh, sexaholism? The allergy manifested by craving. And what is the uh, condition of the mind that goes with it? The obsession, the obsession that there's got to be a way I can control and enjoy it. Okay. That and 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 why why do what drives that obsession? When I'm not drinking, I'm restless, irritable, and discontented. Do you do, do, do you when you're not when you're not uh, 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 lusting and and you're just do you find yourself restless, irritable, and discontented like I did? And 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 you know, if he says no, you know, I'm generally pretty much at peace. Then either he's truly delusional, or you may not be dealing with a sexaholic. But see, you're talking about this from your own personal experience. Uh, keep it, uh, and, and and that's what that that's what it says. Keep his attention focused mainly on your personal experience. Okay. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about doctors don't like to tell people how bad it is uh, unless it will serve a good purpose. But you may talk to them about the hopelessness of this disease because you offer a solution. Okay. You will soon have your friend admitting he has many, if not all, of the traits of the sexaholic. If his own doctor is willing to tell him that he's a sexaholic, so much the better. Okay. Even if your protege may not have entirely admitted his condition, he may become very curious how you got well. Let him ask that question if he will. Okay? That's the thing. Wait, You do understand that this is written by a really world-class salesman at this point, I'm assuming. Okay? <laughs> is there anybody in here in sales? Okay. Is this a good, pre- is this a good presentation? Yeah. And then, then tell them exactly what happened to you. Okay. Um, stress the spiritual feature freely. Um, uh, emphasize that he does not have to agree with your conception of God, that he can choose any conception he likes, provided it makes sense to him. The, and look, it's italicized. The main thing is that he be willing to believe in a power greater than himself and that he live by spiritual principles. Okay. And, uh, 
And, and it talks about, uh, in the next paragraph, using everyday language, avoiding theological terms. Um, uh, many of you may have noticed that sometimes I wear a cross. When I go on a 12-step cross, I put it inside. When I go on a 12-step call, I put my cross inside my shirt. So I don't know who I'm calling on. I don't know what that cross means to the person I'm calling on. Okay? And, and I'm not there to proselytize for a specific religion. I'm there to try to, to bring a solution to a fellow suffering sexaholic. Okay? And if he happens to ha- have a religious faith, Jewish, Muslim, Buddhist, whatever, I certainly don't want him thinking that, that only Christians or only Jews or only anything can recover. Okay? So... I want to. I want to avoid anything that's going to put it. I don't want to put any difference that that I can avoid between me and the person I'm making the call. Um, and it goes on to talk about how this guy may be uh, belong to a, a religious denomination, have religious education and training far superior to yours. Um, I'm uh, I'm sponsoring a guy who went through sem- the seminary and was ordained as an Anglican minister. But here's the question. <laughs> he was curious to learn why his own convictions had not worked and why mine seemed to work so well. And by the way, now that he has recovered... All that, all that, 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 that stuff that was bouncing around inside of his head. Um, now, now, it's, if you will, it's he's being able to consider it thoughtfully, prayerfully, mindfully, without fear, shame, or guilt. Guilt, and and you know what, his his. Now I'm not saying that his faith is going to end up exactly what it was when he showed up, but but and and he he may never uh, return to active ministry, but the point is that 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 his relationship with his higher power uh, will will be what it is. But he has not had to throw out everything. He's had to be willing, as it says, to let go absolutely and let God show him what his relationship with God is supposed to be. Um, And then it goes on to talk about uh, that faith alone is insufficient. Uh, To be vital, faith must be accompanied by self-sacrifice and unselfish constructive action. At the very bottom, it says uh, we we represent no particular faith or denomination. We're dealing only with general principles common to most denominations. And uh, again, if you consider when that was written, I I think I would probably change that to most religions. Okay. Then um, over on page ninety four, it suggests you outline the uh, the program of action. Outline it. So this is a good time to introduce the concept of the 12 steps, uh, uh, so how you made a self-appraisal, straighten out your past, and why you're now endeavoring to be helpful to him. And it and look at this. It is important for him to realize that your attempt to pass this on to him plays a vital part in your own recovery. Actually, he may be helping you more than you are helping him. Make it plain he is not under no obligation to you that you only hope he will try to help other sexaholics when he escapes his own difficulties. Suggest how important it is that he place the welfare of other people ahead of his own. Now, there's a lot there, but first of all, I'm going to outline briefly. You know, I had to do a, I had to 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 look at the, and you can put this however you want. I try to avoid using the the language of the steps when I'm saying. Uh, I don't say I had to make a fearless and searching moral inventory. What I say is I had to look and and see the parts of myself that kept taking me back to that first drink. Okay, 
I had to discuss the problems I had with another person so that I could get feedback and make sure that I wasn't just uh, deluding myself. Now, see, I haven't said anything at all that that sounds that horrifying, okay? I didn't say you've got to tell somebody your entire story, and I, or I didn't say you have to tell somebody every disgusting thing you've ever done. That's, you know, but I just said I had to look and see. You see what I'm saying? I'm keeping it about me. And then once I realized uh, the harm I'd done some other people, I had to start uh, going about making making those things right, so that I wasn't driven by the the, the shame and guilt that I had uh, that used to dog me every day. Now anybody who's who's still uh, you know still unrecovered understands everything I just said about uh, shame and guilt and 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 identifying the parts of myself that 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 take me, but you know. And, and I'm, I'm staying, I'm staying very much. And then the other part is that, that, and the only way that I get to, uh, 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 remain recovered from, from my condition is that I, I take, I have to share what I've learned with other people. And you're providing me with an opportunity to stay sober again today. And I hope that you get that, I hope that I can be helpful to, you know, you see how, just do this as a conversation. Because if that's how you're doing it, the person is not likely to want to kick you out of his out of his office or out of his hospital room or wherever it is that you're you're making the call. Uh, then it then it uh, uh, goes on uh, uh, to suggest that uh, that uh, 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 you should not be offended if he wants to call it off. Uh, if, if your talk has been sane, quiet, and full of human understanding, you have perhaps made a friend. Maybe you've disturbed him about the question of sexaholism. This is all to the good. The more hopeless he feels, the better. He will be more likely to follow your suggestions. And then, then uh, if he, if he uh, says he doesn't want uh, to do the work, uh, don't, don't argue with him. Tell him you once felt as he does. Uh, but, but, and keep it again, you know, I, I understand that. Uh, and, and I, and I really resisted that for as long as I could, but eventually I understood that for me, see, that's it. Not saying for you, this is going to be necessary, but for me, this was necessary. And, uh, it says, if he shows interest, lend him your copy of this book. Um, and, um, again, uh, you know, how how do different groups want to approach this? Uh, uh, my group has uh, uh, take we we send money to central office, uh, and, and we we uh, we take part of our collection and we buy big books for to, for our 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 people who go into prison. To carry with them, so that so that when somebody shows up, because in prison uh, the six dollars that I think is where they're going for six and a half bucks for a big book that that that's out of out of reach for some of the people who are incarcerated. So we just give them a copy of the book, okay? And uh, and. The, the, uh, so the question that, that you might want to consider for um, your fellowship is uh, if people are, are going to be going to make these 12-step calls, who should buy copies of the book to give to the newcomer? And the other question I would ask is copies of which books? Okay, because, because I got to tell you, uh, the first time I read through the white book, it was like son of a bitch. I, I'm not alone. You know, this makes perfect sense to me. Now that in itself is scary, but uh, but but so 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 see the thing is that the identification, which I think is so critical, is is an is is an essay an essay literature. The instructions on how to work the steps are in the big book of AA. So what is it that you want to give to the newcomer? Um, 
and 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 understanding that just giving somebody a book and saying call me if if you want to is probably not a good way to do this but but uh but what do you want them to start reading and that should be i really think that should be a group conscience i have an opinion but if that's it it's an opinion okay and and the other part is that that uh that 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 what one group decides may not be what another group decides they want to do. Even within the Detroit area, you may have groups with different ideas on what they want to do. Uh, and that's all okay. Um, because because what, if you're trying different things, eventually somebody will ha- have experience. You know, I think this works better than that. And and if you talk about it, it I, I, my belief is that this, this gets worked out. And then if, if he wants to talk uh, further, fine. Otherwise, don't wear out your welcome. Um, and 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 uh, and it 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 does go on uh, to to say that um, uh, uh, if the new man is anxious to proceed at once, you may be tempted to let him do so. Uh, this is sometimes a mistake. Um, if if he has trouble, he may say you rushed him. I think the important thing here is uh, apparently. Uh, the thing about not rushing somebody, I, I, I'm not sure <coughs> where that comes from out of the experience of Bill and, and, and Bob and, and the other Bill, AA number three. Okay. So I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe, uh, if you try to, uh, if you're trying to rush an alcoholic before he's, he's gotten out of DTs, that might be over, overshooting it a bit. But, uh, truly, you know, by the time you're making a call on most sexaholics, I'm not sure what delay needs to be done, but the the point that comes out next is never talk down to a sexaholic from any moral or spiritual mountaintop. Simply lay out the kit of spiritual tools for his inspection. Show him how they worked for you, and offer him friendship and fellowship. Uh, and and when I realized, as Bill Wilson realized seventy years ago, that. The reason that I am carrying the message is because if I don't, I won't remain recovered. That I need, I need the opportunity to do this work as much as the new person needs to hear the message. Then that sure ta- that sure makes it hard to be up on a mountaintop. Okay. Um. And then if he's not interested in your solution, if he expects you to uh, act only as a banker for his financial difficulties, uh, then, then you, uh, uh, you may have to drop him until he changes his mind. Um, if he wants to uh, see you again, ask him to read the book in the interval, and then he can decide what he wants uh, to do. Um, if he thinks he can do the uh, job some other way, uh, then encourage him to follow his own conscience. We have no monopoly on God. Uh, we merely uh, have an approach that, that worked with us. Um, I, I, I uh, Gosh, it's been about 15 years ago, I guess. Um, I, I met a, a, a man who's a bishop in the uh, Anglican Church who... Uh, who in in our con- not not I'm not talking about what he said from the pulpit. I'm talking about in our conversation uh, outside of 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 the formal revival <laughs> stuff. Um, you know, kind of like kind of like the best the best uh, conversations uh, at at SA uh, conventions aren't necessarily in the breakout sessions. At what ha- what's happens in the hospitality suite and so forth. So I was getting to talk with this guy and, and I pretty well qualified him as a real alcoholic or he qualified himself, if you will. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and he had, he had no animosity toward AA. He just, uh, had no need of AA. And I, I asked him what he did to get sober. And, and what he did was he, uh, he sat down with his spiritual advisor and had, uh, we we don't call it confession in ours. We call it reconciliation of penitent. So what he did was a, a searching and fearless moral. He'd already come to the realization that he couldn't stop on his own. That he was going to have to God have God's help. And he sat down with his spiritual advisor and uh, acquainted him with with all with as much of his his shortcomings 
and defects of characters he could. The, uh, and that's we call that the reconciliation of the penitent. Uh, part of that is that we pray to God to remove these defects of character. They're six and seven. Okay? They identified some of the things that, that some of the people that, that had been harmed, some of the things that he'd done wrong in his ministry, and some corrective actions that needed to be taken. There's the amends and restitution process. Now, he's a, he's a priest, okay? Uh, ongoing self-examination, prayer, and meditation is not a stretch for this guy. But he, the other part was he keeps following up with his spiritual advisor on what he's doing. This is, this is uh, the, the, the essence of, of what sponsors do. Okay? And, and, and he had, at the time that I met him, he had not had a drink for, and I don't remember, but it had been, it, it had been 15, 20 years. It's been a long time. I would call him recovered. Okay. So he didn't do it in AA. He he did he but he, he and and the point is we have no monopoly on God. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Uh, there's there there's some there's some some churches where people find a relationship with God that really transforms their lives, and uh, and 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 uh, I don't I don't have any uh, any reason to uh, to dispute that. So. Uh, I think this would be a uh, a real good place uh, for us to uh, take a break. Um, I'd like to suggest that maybe we uh, take about uh, uh, ten minutes and uh, then come back in, and we'll continue with uh, with this. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.